going beyond the headlines, getting to the heart of the story. Calgary Today with Joe McFarland on 770 CHQR. We continue now our leaders chats with NDP leader Rachel Notley. Thank you so much for joining us today. Good to be here. Let's start with the economy. Everybody says that's the number one issue as they go door knocking. How do you convince Albertans that you'll get things back on track when they're still trying to come to grips and come to terms with what they've gone through over the last four years? Well, there's no question that uh, the, the you know, Alberta's been through tough times and, and Albertans are concerned about their jobs. It makes perfect sense. We've uh, gone through an unprecedented uh, time with the drop in the price of oil. That's why we've been very focused on finally making progress on something that certainly I, as an Albertan, have heard for decades, which is the need to, to diversify our energy industry and get more value out of the resources that we own. Our main number to plan was something that uh, we started working on soon after we were elected. Uh, we, we did the, the first round of it, and then we brought in uh, legislation last spring. And uh, we're moving forward on, uh, well, we've, we've already managed to make progress uh, with, you know, using just under a billion dollars of incentives to uh, bring in about $13 billion in private sector investment that is focused on um, upgrading, refining, manufacturing our oil and gas products here in Alberta. And so our made in Alberta plan that we talk about in the campaign uh, is uh, designed uh, to uh, basically increase that to $70 billion in private sector investment by 2030, uh, moving forward on that, that vision. And uh, that is a very definitive plan. It's not a sort of a cross your fingers and hope that people do it. Thing. It's something where we have a record of success and we now know that there's a lot of interest and we can make this happen. So between that and our other efforts to diversify the economy overall, uh, we believe we have a very practical plan uh, to grow our economy, to diversify, uh, and to provide more sustainable jobs that, that, last, that outlast the ups and downs of the price of oil. Do you think your government was too heavy-handed in trying to make the change too quickly rather than go at it with more balanced approach because of how you saw some of the pushback, uh, especially when it comes to coal and, and other things that uh, that we dealt with over the last four years? Uh, you know, I think that uh, we there had been many, many years, quite frankly, where uh, the government of Alberta had basically been stalled on a number of different fronts because, I mean, we went through three premiers or I guess, uh, yeah, three, four premiers in, the, in as many years. And, and so we had really stopped making progress on many things that, that needed to happen. And, and so, uh, whether we're talking about our climate leadership plan, phasing out coal, uh, you know, working with industry to reposition it as the sustainable, uh, responsible producer that, that we know, uh, that it, it can be and is, um, or whether we're talking about, uh, you know, things around, uh, you know, municipal government, uh, review or, or other things that just had been ignored for so long, um, you know, we just thought it was our job to do the right thing and to move forward on these things. And, uh, you know, you're always trying to, you know, uh, strike the right balance. But I also think we've been pretty good at listening to people and accommodating um, uh, where we discovered that we need to do that. There have been a lot of promises made on the campaign trail, and a lot of people, myself included, look at the math, uh, look at the math, and go, "I don't know if it all adds up to a balance anywhere in the foreseeable future." What is the plan to get us back on that path to balance? 
Well, in fact, uh, you know, when we got elected, uh, we very quickly realized, you know, the price of oil dropped to another $40 beyond what had been predicted at that point, or maybe it was 30 but anyway, it was a lot. And, uh, and, and we realized that uh, we were going to have to revise our path to balance. And so, uh, you know, early on into our mandate, we, we put out the path to balance and said, we're going to balance by 2023. Since that time, we have met or exceeded our own targets. For instance, even just this year in February, uh, for our third quarter, uh, Joe CC announced that we're about $1.9 billion ahead of schedule in terms of our plans to reduce the deficit. Uh, so we are uh, holding to our targets. We have the best balance sheet in the country now, and we will have the best balance sheet in the country in 2023. And we've actually been uh, uh, noted by uh, you know people like the Conference Board of Canada, not exactly a, a big left-wing organization, for being uh, the, the best province in the country in terms of forward-looking presentations of our finances. So we think we can stick to that, and we can do that while still protecting health care and education. The challenge comes with the the Kenny plan to give a $4.5 billion uh, tax cut to big corporations. That's when we start to see challenges with keeping to that path to balance and still protecting our health care and our education. Are we still too bound by the roller coasters of the price of oil? I mean, there's been some moves made, whether it's uh, that's made the differential a little more bearable, but at the same time, it kind of feels like we're still, hey, the price of oil went up a little bit, so we're going to be a little bit uh, better off with our with our uh, road to balance. Uh, well, again, we've always used pretty conservative assumptions, and overall, uh, there's no question what we need to do is diversify. Uh, both, as I've said before, if we diversify within the energy industry, uh, once, you know, in those situations, uh, if we're someone that are buying feedstock to manufacture or process it and the, and the world price goes down, then as a purchaser of that, we end up doing better. And so there's lots of ways for us to, to uh, both diversify the industry and then diversify the economy overall. And that's what we're doing. And the more we do that, the less reliant we are on royalties. But, uh, you know, we have to do it carefully and, and we have to do it uh, with a clear plan, but not overnight because that just creates chaos and that actually undermines investor confidence and it undermines economic growth. You've asked, uh, you answered earlier on about education and healthcare, and I wanted to ask this question of you because I've asked the other leaders this question uh, already. Is it time for an audit of sorts in both of those areas? And the reason I say that is there seems to be a lot of people saying, hey, there's a lot of bloat or there's not, there's too much spending towards it or that kind of thing. And yet on the flip side, there are those who are saying we're not spending enough in those areas. Is it time to review the spending on both healthcare and education, be fully transparent on that spending, and then maybe hold different entities like school boards to account on any spending issues that do exist if they are actually there? Um, well, I think, you know, we, we kind of do that to a large degree already uh, through the Auditor General regularly looking uh, and, and through our annual budget uh, um, delivery as we, you know, so, I mean, we're always open to doing more. Um, but, uh, you know, as you know, we have the lowest health care administrative costs the lowest healthcare administrative costs in the country, um, and uh, with respect to um, education, what is important is to ensure that uh, we are funding uh, the kids who the new kids that are coming into our schools. So one of the things about Alberta is that we are one of the few provinces that is growing and is as as young as we are. 
So those pressures are going to be there. Um, and, and the question is whether we continue to focus on providing a good quality of education or not. And I believe that as far as investing in the future goes, uh, that we should be focusing on providing that good quality of education. I was in Airdrie yesterday broadcasting. I'll bring that that community up, but I know there are others who are bursting at the seams when it comes to schools, and yet that's a, a school board that didn't get any new school funding announcements, and yet they're facing uh, having to shift kids around and trying to make all the jigsaw yeah. puzzles work. And so how do you deal with those communities that are really bursting and really needing some help from the growth pressures? Well, no question. We've had a lot of work to do to clean up the mess that we inherited and to catch up on that. Uh, when we were elected, we discovered that the hundreds of schools or so that the previous government had announced hadn't even been funded. So in the midst of the oil price drop, not only did we have to fund them, but we had to, we had to catch up very quickly and then move forward with the kinds of new projects that you're talking about. So since we were elected, we have built or modernized over 240 schools. And within our uh, our platform, we are talking about bringing schools as we try to come up, cu- uh, catch up with the very pressures that you are describing. But uh, part of what we were dealing with was uh, the hangover of, of a government that chose not to build schools to keep up with population pressures uh, while oil was at $100 a barrel. Uh, so we're doing it as, as responsibly as we can, and, um, and and we'll keep moving forward on it because we think our kids do deserve to uh, learn in, in uh, uh, good, clean, safe schools that are relatively close to where they live. Um, and so we're just going to roll up our sleeves and keep at it. We're going to continue this discussion with NDP leader uh, uh, Rachel Notley here on Calgary today. I had a little bit of a brain meltdown for a second. The text line lit up the minute that we had our next get our, this guest on, and I knew it was going to happen. But here's the here's again. I'm going to give you the disclaimer. Last week, I reached out to all of the party leaders and said I would like to have you on the show one every day this week. And yes, I realize Rob had Premier Rachel Notley on on Tuesday, but I also realize that there are some listeners who can't tune into Rob or can't tune into Danielle and they want to be informed. And so it is my duty. It has been my duty since I took over this program to do my very best to inform. And I wanted to take the approach much the same as I will. I did in the last couple of days and I will tomorrow as well in trying to talk about the issues going into the campaign, and the visions for this province. NDP leader Rachel Notley joining us here on the program. One final question. I've asked this question of the other leaders as well. Is This has been a divisive campaign. There's no bones about it. How do you reach out to those across the aisle, both in the legislature and in the electorate, and try to work together, reach some kind of compromise to stop this divisiveness that we've seen during this campaign? Well, you know, it's always a bit of a challenge because there's a lot of factors at play. Um, but uh, certainly in terms of trying to work with all members of the legislature once the election period is over, uh, you know, I was in opposition for two terms from 2008 up until 2015. And uh, we hadn't really ever seen much opportunity for opposition members uh, to be hard policy making, uh, but we uh, once we got elected, we established an all party committee to look into mental health, and we also established an all party committee to look into child 
And uh, in both cases, we uh, got uh, uh, recommendations that were were um, supported by people outside, or you know, with multi-party. Sorry multi-caucus support and uh and and then we're working on implementing those so we have some good examples of of cross-partisan um projects that we've been able to work on and uh hopefully you know uh, if we are in government after the next election we will uh, work very hard to have some more examples of that will you do the same if you're not the government in power uh, well, when you're in opposition, that's when you're especially looking for the opportunity uh, to actually participate in policy making. And as I say, when I was in opposition, that wasn't a thing that happened much, but uh, it would certainly be great if we saw it in the future. Uh, and, you know, we shall see. Premier, I do appreciate the time. All the best in the next few days. Well, thank you. It's been a pleasure chatting with you. All right. So, again, we had Stephen Mandel, Alberta Party, on Monday. Tuesday was David Kahn from the Liberals. Today, Rachel Notley. Tomorrow, Jason Kenney is the game plan going to this week. Because again, my goal is to make sure that Albertans have a full picture as to what the vision of each of these parties is. I didn't. You've all heard the stories about Northern Gateway. You've heard the story, everything of the past. My goal is to talk about the future because that's what's most important going into this election campaign in my books. Scalger today on 770 CHQR.